welcome to the Three Faiths Paranormal Podcast, where we cut the thread between the living and the dead. Hey there, welcome to Three Faiths Paranormal. We might not be the ghosts with the most, but we're alright! Yeah, we're okay. <laughs> yeah, so welcome back. We uh, just finished recording one episode, now we're doing another. So this ought to be fun, and we are doing the Paranormal Pop Culture team. Finally! Finally! So today, it is me, Kat... B. And I'm B. Reckless. And Austin. And I'm Austin. <laughs> and we are recording this episode. Finally! <laughs> Finally! I feel like it's been forever. So, we're talking about paranormal TV. And there's a lot of it to talk about, thankfully, because paranormal is... A thing. A thing now <laughs> on TV. I mean, it's well, always... It, it is now. It, was, it, was, it wasn't two decades ago. No, it definitely wasn't. Definitely a thing now. Paranormal television is a thing now, and I love it. There's so many different options on different channels, on yeah, different Yeah, it's like you mediums. can have different flavors of paranormal. Now. Exactly. Like, before it used to be you had, like, Most Haunted and Ghost Hunters, and that was it. That was it. And there was nothing else. And now it's just, like, you can have different flavors. Like, you feel a little bit more cryptid-like, you can go watch, watch like, Destination Truth with Josh Gates. If you feel a little bit more alien-like, you can put on anything on the History Channel, because they're crazy. It's literally if, just if you're aliens feeling more, and American pickers. If you're feeling pickers. more angsty, you can watch Ghost Adventures. If you're Thanks. feeling like you need to judge yourself, because why the hell do I believe in this, you can watch BuzzFeed on Unsolved. It's like there's so much stuff out there now that you, want, you can have like you your want, own Diet Coke of paranormal. You, you want something okay. more family friend, friendly? You can watch Possessed. If I remember correctly, there was a show that ran for I think only like one se- season. It was called uh, Possessed, and it was uh, family recreations of hauntings, and most of it was, was centered around a. And it was mostly generally the same. You know, a, a family moves into a house, shit happens. Things go bump in the night. Basically. Sure. And, it's, and it's like, um, and then the mother or the father or collectively they look into it and it's like, oh yeah, there was this person in the house. They were murdered. really murdered. Yeah. The, and it's the, like. The show did like reenactments and I know a lot of the stuff was exaggerated a little bit for the sake of I mean, it always has to be. Has anybody here watched Celebrity Ghost Stories with Kesha having sex with a ghost. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> there is an episode what? of Celebrity Ghost Stories where Kesha is on, and she talks in detail about how she had an intimate relationship with a ghost. Congrats. Actually on television. Like, this was an actual television show okay, that we're covered this. Um, okay, we're, we're our deep in Winchester territory, but okay, go on. <laughs> Is it a succubus? <laughs> well, it sucks at this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, that was a good one. Oh, thank you. I have I have some good ones sometimes. You have, like, bad the dad time, jokes. terrible. B, if I want bad dad jokes, I'll watch Gothic Homemaking. <laughs> I'm just you saying. had to get Voltaire in there somewhere. <laughs> That's going to be my thing. <laughs> if you can talk about Josh Gates, I'm going to be Voltaire. That's our thing now. Okay. Josh Gates is bae. Voltaire's... Fair, all right. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, Voltaire's a really great guy. I've met him a few times. He's he, so chill. He fits with the paranormal thing, because he does, with his goofy little skits, he does do paranormal, like, characters. I would love to meet him again 
and just ask him if he's had any paranormal experiences. That would he be goes great. all over the world. And because he's into the more macabre stuff, I would imagine he stays in some pretty freaky places. He does places. have real bones in his house, too. Yeah. And you would think in the lair of Voltaire, there's a bit of a spook. Uh, uh, that would definitely be a nice podcast episode if we were able to somehow convince them to do a podcast with Podcast us. goals. Voltaire, if you're listening, I've been a single corpse member for a long, long time. I'm a new member, I love but, you. Yeah. I gave you. I gave you bath bombs at an event once. But if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this, we would love to talk to you about paranormal experiences that you may or may not have had because that would be really cool i'm okay with this i'm 100 percent okay with this. i would just want to talk to him about mighty boosh too because apparently he's a fan i was like because he made a reference to old greg in one of his episodes you found i was like somebody yes. else who watches mighty boosh i am not I, the I only one i was beginning one. to think it was only you no. <laughs> or maybe you and your family my family doesn't watch it they oh no so it is only you <laughs> no i had friends in college and high school who watched it my one friend used to watch it while high and she said <laughs> That's always the start of a great story. <laughs> she said it was like the best thing ever. Um, but I feel like his stuff does kind of fit into the paranormal TV in a weird way. Because think about it, with the stuff that he makes in gothic homemaking, which if you're a goth or just want a good laugh, I suggest looking it up. It's on YouTube. Yeah, it's, it's like Pee Wee Herman meets... Mighty Boosh meets gothic, like... Like a homemaking redecorating show. Yeah. It's funny. It's it's really good. <laughs> it's really good. Um, but I suggest looking it up. But he, like... He uses, like, bones and stuff from... And he has, like, dead birds in his house. Oh, funny story. Somewhere in this house that we're recording this in, I lost two human rib bones. Yeah. <laughs> Cat just choked to death on her coffee. Now I'll have more human rib bones. <laughs> but no, I went to an oddities museum when I visited my sister down Whoa. in Florida. Austin's sister, my sister. Boy. Not by blood, technically, but she's my sister. Um, we visited her down in Florida. We went to this um, this Museum of Osteology. I think it's osteology, right? Paleontology? I have no freaking It was a bone bone museum. (laughs) They had bones. Um, So, and they had human rib bones on sale. And, like, I guess that's legal? I don't know, but I bought two. (laughs) I mean... And then I came home and my life fell apart and I lost them. So either my dog ate them... Or they're somewhere in my I house. I am praying to God that Noam did not eat them. <laughs> he has a taste for human flesh now. Well, human bones now. He's got the rumblies that Jesus only Christ. ribs can satisfy. Is that why he's been licking everything? Yes. He's tasting you for later. God damn it. <laughs> uh, Seven minutes in and we've already gone on the train to Fuckville. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Three Fates. If you're new here, good luck. <laughs> good luck, guys. I brought, hope you brought a map. I or hope- a compass, because we need one. Or alcohol. Let's be real. Alright, so the real game here is every time I mention Josh Gates, and every time Kat mentions Voltaire, and every time Austin mentions Zach Baggins. Well, we're, we're throwing you in this too. You gotta do okay. something. Zach Baggins, you gotta take a shot. But to. drink responsibly. Please be responsible, for the love of God. <laughs> yes, please. Like, spirits <laughs> and spirits go along only so far. That was so well put. <laughs> that was good. No, for real. Well, I mean, in, in, in this, in, b- just... b- by now, Zach Baggins has basically turned into a paranormal celebrity. He's the paranormal fuckboy. My uh, my boyfriend. That, that's also what I was that I was going for. So, truth be told, the only thing I would want from him is his paycheck. True. I thought you were gonna say something very different there for a minute because I was talking about. Can, him can I just say all this? I want is his paycheck. That's all. That's all I want. Stay but, well, I think Brandon. I think Brandon put it the best. Zach Bagans is the Logan Paul of the paranormal community. Holy shooketh, Batman! <laughs> Whoa. I mean, that's 
true, though. I honestly... I wouldn't really call him a Logan Paul. No, I don't he's think more he's... more of a Jake, if I had to say something. I feel like he's... No, I don't know a lot about Jake, I because I didn't difference. watch the Shane series. Logan is a full-on sociopath. Jake's just kind of, eh. Sounded like I was, like, reversing a VHS tape. Do y'all know what those are anymore? I don't know. But, um... <laughs> I do, because I'm old. I'm old, too. Actually, my We're sister was just 20s. talking about how all her favorite Christmas movies are on VHS tapes, and she needs to get a VCR. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, oh... Okay. How are we gonna find one? <laughs> well then, well crap. But Zach is—he's not a sociopath at, at that much. No, he's not. He's just got—he's gotten up too big for his bridges. Let's leave yeah, it. Yeah, like he's, he's got a little bit of a paranormal ego, which I didn't even know was a thing until I met B. Like I didn't know a paranormal ego was a thing. Yeah, it is a lot. Like I've—I've I've been a part of a paranormal team. I used to be a part of a big paranormal team. And now I'm just kind of just doing three fates and kind of just, like, bobbing through the paranormal life a little bit. But there are a lot of teams out there who are, like, paranormal elitists. And, I, like, one of the teams locally I I had issues with right from the start here. Um, and it's, like, it's because there's, there's people out there who have paranormal unity who just want to prove that the paranormal is real and share their evidence that they're fine. And then there's the other people, like Zach, who are in it, who started out like that, but then started to get too much into the wanting to ride the fame that came along with finding that evidence. Mm. And it's really hard to find a good balance of that in this. So paranormal ego is becoming a big thing in the community now. And it sucks because there's so many amazing teams out there that just want to work together. Like, I, I go to, I, well, when I can, lately, I haven't been able to make it, but I go to a paranormal meetup. It's Paranormal Enthusiasts of Duchess County. It's put on by an amazing team called Ghost Magnets with a Twist. And it's every month, and they put on a, just a meetup for different people from paranormal all, all over the county, all over New York, to come and just sit and talk about the paranormal. And that is such an amazing thing. And I wish that there was more of that in the paranormal world, because I feel like people like Zach would kind of tone it down a little bit more if they, like, were able to meet up with other people and just kind of, like, share their knowledge with each other rather than, like, riding the fame of it, if that makes sense. And, I like, get it. So, yeah. basically, so basically take the fame out of paranormal. Exactly. And it's really hard, though, because it's, like, when you're a paranormal investigator and your equipment costs so much money, like, the ghost box that we just got for our team, you know, that was... I think it was, like, $132 or something. Jesus Christ. And it's, like, that is, like, one of the cheaper pieces of equipment. If you want something like a Kinect camera and stuff like that, you're going to be chilling out a thousand bucks. It's, like, it's really expensive. So to do that on your own, not surviving on television shows paying you, corporate people paying you for this kind of stuff, it's really difficult to get out there and start researching. Even though I'm a firm believer in that the, the best tool that you have is yourself. That sounds really bad. Like, I'm a tool. I'm a total tool. Oh but you God. are a paranormal tool. You know, you 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 are going to know when something's up more than, you know, your stupid little device in your hand is going to blink the lights. <laughs> so it's like, that's really great. And the other thing that's awesome about these meetups that I used to go to is paranormal celebrities actually do come to them. John Zaffis has come. Brian Kano's come. 
Krista Cesare comes every freaking time, basically. Um, Flip Cyril's. He's so nice. I think his Kirk. name is Flip Cyril's. I, I don't really... I'm not... Like, when I go to these meetups, I'm not there for the paranormal celebrities. I'm there for the sense of community that it gives you. And I feel like that is something that is kind of starting to go away with the more television shows because everybody is now suddenly against each other. So it's like, it's both a blessing and a curse I mean, if you want it's so if, popular. Yeah, if you want a good example of, like, people that are against each other in the paranormal community, Zach Bagans and Nick Groff. Look at that. These guys were friends. Something happened, and now it's like they're like they don't speak to each other. And it must have been bad too, because even Aaron said that what whatever Nick did was bad. And you know it's bad when Aaron Goodwin is like, nah, it's not good, because the man he's harmless. Aaron's just a big nerd. Really. He, he he makes me think of like he's like a big teddy bear. He seems like he seems like oh, yeah. he seems like he's just like a very compassionate person. He's just looks scarier than he is. Like, he looks like a wrestler to me. A little bit. Like, a little bit. He a looks like bit. he could easily be a WWE superstar. He looks like a, <laughs> to me, he reminds me of a thinner, slightly nicer, less intense Goldberg. Mm-hmm. It's because he's got the shaved head, I think. That's probably, probably. Yeah, but it's, I, it's, say it's that, the, yeah. I was going to say it was the shaved head. Off note, Goldberg just did a car Christmas commercial and it was weird. <laughs> just saying. Okay. <laughs> I, well, funny thing enough, I was watching a paranormal show when that commercial came out and I was like, what the what is this? Water? You were Santa in a horror movie once before. You don't need to be Santa again, Goldberg. I mean, it's not even just, like, actual shows like Ghost Adventures or, like, the show that Nick does. I don't know the name of it. Or, like, even, like, Destination Unknown. Or even Mysteries at the Museum. Like, that show's covered a few paranormal stories. Now, my mom is obsessed with that show. And it's really good. I like it, too. My mom's, like, obsessed. And... It's funny. It's just some of the stories they've covered, they've covered, like, the story that inspired a haunting in Connecticut and, like, the actual what happened to that family. I mean, it's insane. Side note, here's your first shot. Voltaire's been in a couple <laughs> episodes. He played Joseph Pulitzer and a couple other, like, bit characters, but he's uncredited. But I saw him, and I was like, why does that guy look so familiar? And it did, that was a while well, ago, and then... The one thing I think all of those things, like, all of the different shows have in common... Is that they all tell a good story? Oh yeah, that's half of paranormal name, name is weaving a, like, a story. Name, name any kind of it's all history. Go, name any kind of paranormal anything that does not involve some good story somewhere. That's true. I'm gonna do it. You can't. I'm gonna do it. One doesn't. It doesn't exist. I'm gonna do it. Everyone loves a. Everyone loves a good story, and I think that's probably the biggest draw to paranormal anything. I was gonna is say- the mystery and the story behind it. Unfortunately, that does make it so that they get more of a celebrity vibe off of it because, like, yeah. okay, they're just glo- they're just glorifying a, a ghost story, but they're going to stick around for this story anyway because it's what engages them. So that's so they put put this in this bubble, and the show kind of puts them on this pedestal, and now it's like, oh, is it, you know, and it attracts its own crowd. Yeah, it's like I've been taking a I've been working on taking a parapsychology course. And as I'm working through it, it's like you're learning more about how it's kind of progressed from just bards telling these stories and traveling around like whales. Like one of the first documented recordings of a ghost story is by a guy from Wales who was just writing about his family and he went around and he started collecting stories from people. And it's like, it's interesting to see how like it goes from, from a bard point of view where it's like just people going and spitting stories and recounting like that history of what they've heard and passing it down to the scientific approach that came along with like, um, there, there was an actual, a popular, um, society in England 
um, back in, I believe it was the 1700s, 1800s, that was working on parapsychology stuff, but they didn't want to actually put a label on it. And when anybody tried to put a label on it and call it parapsychology, they got kicked out of the society. Oh, wow. Because it wasn't, it wasn't, it was too taboo at that point. But that's also, like, with the rise of spiritualism and the Fox Sisters and stuff like that, it's like, people have always been thrilled with the stories that go along with the paranormal. And finding paranormal celebrities, like, especially with the Fox Sisters, who are, like, one of the biggest hoaxes in paranormal and psychic um, abilities and stuff like that, they were so immensely famous. And then they came out and they're like, oh, yeah, we bullshitted it all. And it's like, but at that time, they were so famous that everybody believed them, hmm. that nobody was willing to go against them. And it's like, now we're still doing that same thing where we're putting these paranormal people up on pedestals and we're kind of just like ignoring the bad stuff they do because we're so enthralled in the storytelling. It's really what it, it all boils down to is the story and the history. I mean, look at Ghost Adventures. I mean... Credit, they still do a good job covering the history. They still do a good job, but it's basically, you know, but the amount of things that they have to do to be able to get the stories. I, most people get so encased in, in, in the story itself that uh, they don't realize that it's just a couple guys and they're walking around in the sane asylum. In the dark, in with the no dark, heat, with no heat, <laughs> no bathrooms, no, no, bathroom, no, no, no nothing, and they're in the middle of an insane asylum. I mean, it's insane. Who knows what? Kind of, <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. Well, when when you I put mean, it that way, it's it's like okay. I so, mean, I think one of my favorite episodes from Ghost Adventures. I still watch it off and on. I like the older stuff when Nick was still on the team. Me I don't. Too. I don't mind the newer stuff with Jay and Billy. I think they're great too. I, think, I love Jay. He's like one of my oh, favorite. Oh, he's so ones. good. I still love the show. The older Just, ones when they would do uh, the, a, a bit of the history lesson, and they would they it, still do, do. The interviews. They still do, and the they still... Goatman Bridge episode with Jay and his wife and stuff like that was a really I, interesting episode. I actually have not seen that one yet. Oh, really? Yeah, it's another one where, like I said, where I Zach still gets quote unquote possessed. I think that's like the biggest. I think the bullshit. closest thing that Zach has actually come to being possessed was Plavaglia. Uh -huh. I'm sorry if I'm butchering that. Just because I have Italian blood in me doesn't mean I can pronounce any words for jack shit. It just means you like your pizza. True. <laughs> we do love our tomato sauce in my house. Uh, no, it's your gravy. That episode kind of freaked me out when I first saw it. Poveglia is a really creepy story to begin with. For those of I mean, you that don't know, Poveglia is a, it's a small island outside of Italy. And basically, during the Black Death and during the Black Plague, it's where they sent the the victims and the people that were suffering from it to keep them away from everybody else. It was essentially an island of the damned, yeah. really. Like, like the they rejected. dropped their dead people there, and they also dropped the live people to prevent them from, you know, contaminating more. And it's it's just, it's terrifying to think about that it was just, like, this island for dead people. Like, and people, for people who do not go near that island. They've never gone back. To, they've gone back to Bobby Mackey's a bunch of times. They've never gone back to Plavaglia. Ever. Like, I think something did happen to Zach that trip. And if he really was possessed, then thank God that the whatever was in him didn't realize he had a machete with him. Because they had, you know, machetes to cut through all the tall grass. Because it was, like, abandoned. Yeah, I mean, nobody's gonna go to this cursed island. Especially no. Italians. Because, like, all of the Italians I know are extremely superstitious. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's like a fa it's like a family trait to be superstitious when you're Italian. It's something I've noticed with some of the stories that my grandmother's mm -hmm. told me on my mom's side. My mom's side has more of the Italian than my dad's. 
dad's is more of the German and maybe a little, a little Irish on both sides. But we're a weird mix family. Um, but Italians have always been like extremely superstitious people. I do remember one episode where I watched. I don't remember the name of it. I remember they were walk, they were investigating an abandoned this insane asylum. Like I forget where. Rolling Hills or no? What was it? Rolling Waverly. Waverly. No, Waverly Hills Sanitarium it, was the tuberculosis it, hospital. I don't, I, remember, I, don't I, remember, used... I don't remember much, much detail of where, of where it was, but I remember where um, Zach was kind of getting like the spiel about the short, short history of it while they were on site, and I vaguely remember um, stopping the whole thing because they heard a loud bang inside the Athenas, inside the building, and the building's abandoned. I mean, there um, is. They went inside. They went inside to, to to check it out. You know, after the commercial break or whatever. Yeah, because you know and, tension. Yeah, and there, you know, build tension, whatever. It's mm-hmm. a show. They have to build tension like that. Yep. And I remember, they found where it came from. It was in one of the wings on the upper floors, and one of the desks, uh, got moved over. Hmm. Um. I think I know what one you're fresh, talking about. It was like. And there were and you and they were like they were looking at the ground where the marks were and they were fresh marks and it wasn't a light it wasn't a light desk either it was one of the big like World War Two or being not more metal ones wow where they're like two three hundred pounds yeah I think whole, I remember I don't remember the name of the asylum but I definitely know what episode you're I almost about. feel like it's a Penhurst episode like, it might I have just been. recently like I just recently watched one with Penhurst where they had to go yeah. back inside and it was, it was in the middle of the day noise. too they were just regularly filming and like all doing those, their and interviews and their doing history their interviews stuff. and whatnot and they were just happened to be on the site and they heard the noise and they're, they just turn around. And, and we're like, and I could, t- I could, I could tell it was definitely one of those unscripted moments because I could see it on their face. Yeah, they just didn't. It was know definitely what to do. not a scripted moment. No. Yeah, it's like there's definitely something out there. The truth is out there. <laughs> X Files reference. I had to. Um, I'm sorry, that was terrible. <laughs> but um, that's the one thing I like about BuzzFeed Unsolved is it's the one guy who thoroughly believes in the paranormal and the other guy who thoroughly doesn't. Which and, one's which? I always... I haven't really watched it. I don't... Sorry. I just started. I don't... Like, here's... Full full disclosure, I don't actually like BuzzFeed Unsolved, but I like the concept of it, but it's like, when you send a skeptic in who's eight, who's absolutely a skeptic, they're gonna disbelieve everything. If we're... Regardless of if they think they're coming at it from a non-judgmental point of view, mm. they're going to disbelieve everything. Oh, yeah. And if you have somebody who goes in who believes in everything, you're never gonna find anything. You have to have people who go in who are not swayed to either way. Like, true, true, true neutral. Neutral. True, ne- true neutrals. True wow, neutrals. Like, that's a mouthful. Thank you. Um, you have to send people in who, who you know, are like, okay, ghosts might be real, or they might not. Let's find out. You know, and that's the problem with a lot of these shows, is they go in already thinking that they're haunted, and already having that, so all they're doing is looking for evidence when really they should be going in and looking to debunk things mm. and also collect any of that potential evidence right i mean i think ghost adventures fell in that hole too yeah they go yeah, in automatically they assuming they're haunted. listen to listen to the intro i never believed in ghosts until i saw one myself it's intro. like you can believe in ghosts but you can't believe that 
every single old building you go into is going to have a intelligent haunting in it. No, it might you have know? a haunting. It's like, but that doesn't mean they're gonna talk to you. Yeah, there's ghosts all around us, and there's there's stuff. There's definitely stuff going on, but it's like you can't go in and just expect it to happen every single time. And that's no. the illusion that these television shows give is that in 30 minutes they're gonna show you real evidence of a ghost. And it's like a lot of the time you spend six, seven hours sitting in a dark, cold building and find nothing. And that's the true yeah. reality. One of my, of one like, of my probably, like probably the big examples was when I first started got curious about it with the crystal, with the the glass through the glass clear water up when we were at that lake, the lake that one mm-hmm. time all those years ago. You know, and that's when we first. We first, apologize first got for that started. noise. That's gnome. Just gnome's doing his thing. But it was, it was one of those times where it's like I, I it was one of those times where I got nothing. Yeah. I had no explanation for this. Yeah, and it's also like it didn't. We didn't like sit out there for like five minutes. We sat out there for a long time, you know, as long as we could stand it because we were freaking terrified. But it's like you have to like take time to look at it from different perspectives and look at it, and you can't just go in going, "Yes, this place is haunted," and I'm going to show you why yeah. because then you're always going to find something. And if you go in, "No, this place isn't haunted," and I'm going to show you why, you're never going to find anything. I was going to say with like the unexplained stuff, like whenever I heard Isabel giggling when I was watching my movies or whatever, I can't explain that. No. I try to figure out maybe it's part of the movie, maybe it was somebody else. No. Like, I can't explain it. It just happens. And, of course, it happens during fucking Batman Forever when someone's making some shit joke. But that's beside the point. Isabel, I'm sorry. You have a horrible sense of humor. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's like, it's like as seasoned paranormal investigators, you go in and you try to debunk things. If you get evidence, you try your damnedest to debunk it. Because you want to prove without a reasonable doubt that that is evidence. And the problem is it's almost impossible to find something because the definition of a science is being able to recreate something. Like, if you do this, you're able to recreate it. And that's why paranormal paranormal psychology and, and paranormal investigation is a pseudoscience because we can't recreate things that happened. And that's the whole reason why it's not looked at from a real, true, intelligent, scientific point of view is because it's like if you get a laughter, you can't guarantee that you're going to get that laughter again. Yeah. I you mean, know. I've been lucky where I've heard it, like, a few times, because... Mm-hmm. But you've never been able to really catch it on recording or anything No, because like it just happens when I just Nor happen to be... Nor can you recreate it on the whim. No, it just happens sometimes when I'm watching a funny movie, or her version of funny. This episode of Three Fates Paranormal is brought to you by Magic and Macabco. For spooky bath products and homemade jewelry to occult supplies, they're your one-stop shop for ghosts and magic. Visit them on Etsy.com slash Magic and Macabre. But I think, I mean, back to Ghost Adventures, I mean, I still enjoy the show, but I, even I understand it's problematic. It's taken I mean, a business turn. It's taken a business that's, turn, that's yes. tainted the I mean, community. Still, Anytime you I... get involved with Hollywood, you're going to be doing it for the money and oh, yeah. not for the real reason you want to. For it's real, though, disgusting. I think one of my... Isn't that what, isn't that what got the drama started in the first place? Save that that paranormal drama for your non-corporeal mama. <laughs> That's a new one. I think still, despite all that, I think one of my favorite episodes will always be the Halloween Transylvania special. Yeah. I think the research for that one was extremely well done. I think the way that they did it was much was good. Nick was still on the show at that point, so I still felt like it was still all like I could tell Zach was obviously excited because he does enjoy his vampires. It's fucking fucking Transylvania. You're going to Dracula's castle and you're not going to be excited. For like, real, that's though. like any ghost side Can we talk about this? And I've said this prior before in other mentions. Zach is one of the few guys, and I give him credit for this, for saying Vlad the Impaler's last name correctly. Tepish. A lot of people don't say it right. He does. 
Oh yeah, I forgot what shirt I'm wearing. Oh yeah, you're wearing I'm, the black. Craft. I'm wearing my black craft Vlad the Impaler shirt. Which I'm is, really bummed I didn't get that vampire box because that is a cool ass shirt. Isn't it bomb? <laughs> Gnome is making a lot of noise. We apologize for Gnome. He's he's he he settles. He's very old. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's old, senile. He, he used to ghost hunt though. Uh, my old team used to. He was like your mascot. mascot. Yeah, he he actually did go on ghost hunts with us, and he wore a walkie-talkie Aww. and a little flashlight collar. He he was set. Um. But now he's old and he Back just lays the... underneath the table and whines during our podcast. <laughs> so we apologize for that. Uh, one of my favorite other things, too, in terms of paranormal and just uh, spooky in general, on YouTube, Rob Dyke. If you've never watched Rob Dyke and you're into spooky stuff... And I'm one of the people who haven't, so I need to really look him not up. Not even just that. He doesn't even just... He has a very good balance on his channel of the spooky stuff. Like, he does true crime videos... He does paranormal. He's actually doing this new series where he does stories about paranormal or weird experiences that involve his viewers. And I think that's great. And I'm really sorry about no. <laughs> He's settling. I I've talked he... about wanting to do that on the show. It's like inviting people around us who've had paranormal experiences mm. on to just talk about them because that's my he favorite part. He just recently started doing it. I actually emailed him the story about my house with yes, Isabel. With soap. No, well, I mentioned that. No. Okay. <laughs> Come on, that's going to be a recurring theme throughout this whole show. Is my it's, a house in a it's so interesting. Big things of soap and wood. It's so interesting, though. Apparently, it's true. Even in 1955 or whenever they moved the house, they still did it with soap. That's so cool. (laughs) But um, yeah, he—I've always enjoyed Rob's channel. Not even just for the um, spooky stuff. He does his true crime stuff. He does his paranormal stuff. He does all that. Uh, I also love his comedy stuff. He does a series called Why Would You Put That on the Internet? Where he reads stupid shit people find on the internet. And just the way he... It's fantastic. And it's good for a laugh. But especially when you binge watch like some of his darker stuff. Because sometimes it gets dark. Like One of my favorite things he did. He did an episode on uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. And he handled it really well. He's really good about handling certain... When he does his true crime stuff, he does it very well where he handles it. It's just purely for research and you can tell. He's very serious, straightforward. And he has that like dark tone about him when he speaks about it. But he handles it just so well. He's done episodes on Dahmer. I think he did one on Bundy. He's done one on, uh, I think, Fred and Rosemary West. They were eight British serial killers. They were fucked up. Uh, he did Richard Ramirez. Now... Oh, he's fucking. He's up. scary. He's also responsible for most of the satanic panic. Yes, that <laughs> no, that's not even a joke. He, he really is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love that. And Matt Santoro too. Also, yeah, he's he's a little goofy. He's Matt Santoro, but he handles the spooky stuff like really well. I used to really like a YouTuber named Allison Echtfeld, and um, she went by the Goblin Queen on YouTube, but she switched her uh, YouTube now. It's just her music, and she got rid of all the paranormal videos. But she used to talk about like her own experiences, and also she would talk about famous paranormal experiences, like with like black-eyed children, and um, spooky. and like the shadow people, stuff like that. It was really oh, interesting. Oh, that is spooky. I don't know. I've, I've always really been fascinated with the paranormal in terms of like TV and stuff. I think, because the first thing I ever saw involving ghosts 
when I was growing up was Ghostbusters. I think that's like everyone's first ghost movie. Dooby dooby dooby. If it's not Ghostbusters, it's Poltergeist. Or Scooby Doo. Or Scooby Doo. In terms of cartoons, I was talking like the movies. Okay. But cartoons, Scooby Doo. Scooby For like ever. Well, unless you were in a. Well, no, Scooby Doo was like in the 60s. So. Yeah, uh, but movie-wise, the f- I'm pretty sure, like, the first thing I ever saw, it's either Ghostbusters or Beetlejuice, because Beetlejuice is technically a ghost movie, because they're all spirits, really. Yeah. The first thing I ever saw, paranormal-wise, um, I really liked a show called Most Haunted, and it was a British reality TV show thing where they went in and they Yeah, they you were telling things. me about that the yeah. one day. And basically every single episode there was this one guy who got possessed. Every single episode he was a psychic. And it's like, back then, I thought that was real. I thought it was like, I was like, whoa, oh, this thanks. place is really haunted. And now I look back at it and I was like, wow, wow, this is like the worst show I've ever seen in my entire life. But um, I have to be thankful for it because it got me into the mindset of what if this is real. And it got me into researching the paranormal on my own and finding all this I mean, when I was a kid, I was scared of everything. And I think we covered this at one point. Oh, yeah. You've talked about how you were scared of everything so many times. I'm sorry. (laughs) But it's true. But Ghostbusters, I wasn't... The only thing that scared me in Ghostbusters was the first ghost, the librarian, when she went on the Oh, yeah. Well, duh. I'm pretty sure she got everybody. That's like a jump scare. uh, Yeah. My first jump scare. Oh, <laughs> memories. <laughs> Baby's first jump scare. <laughs> uh, my mom was really... My mom is a product of the 80s. Like, she's an 80s child. Like, full on. And she loves Ghostbusters. We... When we watch it together... Because we're the only two in my house that like it. But when we watch it together, we quote it incessantly. Like, we know the movie by heart. The first movie. Even the second movie. But mostly the original. The OG Ghostbuster movie. Yes. Like, there was one time I was up in my room and I was just chilling, and it was like, it was just me and her. My dad had gone to work, and my sister was at school. And she, t- I get a Facebook Facebook message from her, and I was like, why is she texting me? I'm right upstairs. And all it said was, tell him about the Twinkie. What, what about, about the Twinkie? Twinkie? And I, like, bolted downstairs. I was like, Ghostbuster? She's like, it just started, but I knew that would get your attention. I was like, I love it. <laughs> I, I love that I do have that bond with my mom when it comes to that. Like, we love, like, sci-fi movies together. We love, like, Back to the Future. Men in Black is one of our favorites. And there's How a new... I not like the Men in Black? There's a new one coming out next year, and I'm really excited. It's called MIB International. They just released the full title, like, Ooh. yesterday. It's got, uh, what's-his-face in it? Uh, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. I'm very happy right now. You can't see the face of pure joy, but there is a face she, of pure joy. She She's not lying. And it's maybe there. a little bit of thirst. <laughs> also, the girl who played the, uh, Valkyrie in is the co-star. A lot of it of thirst. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, the te- they're together. Like, well, not together, but they're the team for the movie. Because it takes place in England, I guess. Ooh. So they're kind of, I'm excited to see where it I'm goes. I'm pretty stoked now. Like, I know. Yes, I saw please. like... Aliens and Chris Hemsworth. I mean, what what could go wrong? Actually, a lot of things could go wrong. But um, well, I like too that they to tie it in with the American ones because I guess this again this one might be taking place in England. Uh, Emma Thompson's coming back as Agent O from the third movie to tie it in with the Americans. So I was like, oh, cool. So it's it does go with the original. It's its own thing. I love that. And my mom and I are both really excited because we saw the third one in theaters together. It made us cry. 
No. No spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it. And if you if haven't, you haven't seen... seen it, what the hell have you been doing with your life? Yeah, exactly. What kind of life are you living? This week's Three Fates Paranormal Podcast is also sponsored by Cat Milzons Designs, specializing in graphic art and photography. Visit her on DeviantArt at catmillsonsdesigns.deviantart.com. If you had to pick one paranormal TV show, you guys, what would be your favorite? Oh my god. Um, I'm going to have to say Ghost Adventures because it's the one I want. It's mostly because it's the one I've watched the most frequently. It's the one that I enjoy the history of. But I do like Dead Files, too. That's a good show that I started watching, kind of, when there's nothing else on. Um, but yeah, I, um, I have to say Ghost Adventures. Austin, what do you got? I'd probably have to give it a tie between Ghost Adventures and Mysteries, Mysteries at the Museum, because I used to watch both of those. All right, all right. I, I do like Mysteries at the Museum, too, so. I like, I like the, I like the unknown aspect from, uh, Ghost Adventures, and I liked the storytelling from Mysteries at the Museum. Okay. I liked the storytelling. I get that. Yeah, I get All right, that. cool. Uh, if I had to pick, um, I'm going to just go the non-ghost route and say I really like Ancient Aliens. That's like my favorite paranormal kind of spooky show on TV. I just I just really like it. It makes me think. It makes me stop and think about what if, and I like that. Okay, here's, a, here's another question in a similar vein. Those were mostly like reality or actually based things. What about your favorite, like, just fun, like non-TV, like TV like, show fictional ghosts. Yeah. Thing? Oh, God. So you're going to make me pick something? Yeah. All right. So, oh, no, this is so hard. Um, I would say that my favorite, like, fictional ghost thing would be the Conjuring movies. I absolutely oh, okay. love the fictionalization of Ed and Lorraine Warren and, like, the the spookiness, but also the history that they have, kind of. And I what about, that. like, TV shows? Are there any, like, TV oh, shows? Tully. Um, I can't even think of, like, a fictional television the show. The closest I can think it. is, like, X-Files. Do they have I mean, ghosts in that? I know that's mostly aliens, but... I'm not even, like, the biggest fan of the X-Files. I just started getting into it. Okay. I'm, like, I'm digging it, but I haven't, like, gotten into it. If... I do really... I used to really like Being Human. Like, the U.S. version and the U.K. version of Being Human, I, okay. I lived for. And I thought that the um, the way that they depicted Sally in it as a ghost, as a spirit and stuff, was very interesting and different compared to, like, a lot of other shows. Okay. Uh, if I have to pick a favorite, like, movie... Uh, Ghostbusters. Well, yeah. <laughs> Hand down. Hands down. But actually, in terms of... One of my other favorite, like, horror movies that involves ghosts, it's uh, from the guy who directed Saw, James Wan. It was one of his lesser known... It wasn't lesser known, but it didn't do as well as Saw. It's called Dead Silence. It involved, like, ventriloquist puppets. I've heard of that. It's actually really good, and it's spooky as hell. It's gory, too. Like, she rips your tongue out. Oh my god. And she can steal your voice. It's crazy. But I really like uh, that kind of thing. They actually, fun fact, Horror Nights fact, coming your way, 2007, <laughs> uh, they did, they had a house for that movie, because that was the year the movie that came out. I think it came out a couple months before, or at the very least it came out late 2006. I'd have to look it up. But 2007 for, it was Horror Nights 17, they had a house that was called the Curse of Mary Shaw. Ooh. Well, that was the name of the main ghost-like antagonist, protagonist, whatever you want to call her. Um, 
but yeah, so I always thought that was really cool. I like to tie my horror in with Horror Nights because I'm that kind of trash, so All right. I do love my Horror Nights because they do use a lot of ghost-like stuff. Like, one of my favorite houses that they did was a, they have a, a series of houses called Psychoscarapy, which they've been doing, so it takes place in like a, a, a crazy asylum, I'm gonna say an asylum, Shady Brook. Is what it's called. Yeah. Every time I think of Shady Brook, I either think of the same asylum. It's like asylum. a more ghetto story book from Once Upon a Time. It's it's like every time I think of Shady Brook, I either think of um, Horror Nights or the meat that you get at like the supermarket because there was a brand called Shady Brook. Farms. I would never buy meat from a place called Shady Anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I'm just saying. But one of the I houses, draw the line. one of the houses they did for that, it's kind of a series. Um, was called Echoes of Shady Brook, where the ha- the asylum was shut down, but it was haunted. And the way they did it was really well. I saw... F- you weren't really allowed to film in the houses. You're still not allowed to unless you have, like, special permission. Especially... Oh, California's a little more neutral, I think. Orlando's, like, a little very strict about it. Ditto Singapore. You can barely get footage from them unless you have special permission. Um... I think it's mostly just to avoid spoilers, you know? Because if other people are going, you don't want them to go and know where all the scares are. But, um, I did get to see a little footage from Echo, and they did it really, it was really nice. I am such fucking trash. Oh my god. I feel like haunted insane asylums are so overdone. Like, they're so cliche at this point. Yeah. It's just like... I think in terms of, I wish that somebody would come out with something that was original with a haunted insane asylum, but I haven't found anything yet. And Give I'm like, it time. I'm waiting. It's only 2018. Soon, someday, maybe. <laughs> um, All right, Austin. What is your favorite fictional like ghost thing? Really, just anything spooky at you, this rate. Just, just about anything. You know, usually what catches my attention is whether or not it has a good story. Like, yes. if it, like if it has a really good catching story, you got my attention. Mm. Uh, that that being that being said, I don't think I can really put a finger on a favorite because I view all of them as equal. They all have a good story, you know. That's a very diplomatic answer. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I, like uh, that. I view them all as equal because one story is not going to have the same uh, uh, charismatic nature as another story because there's because you can't really compare them because they are all their own entity by themselves. You know, they're all going to have, you know, they're all going to have similar attributes from one perspective to another. Um but they're at but at their core they're all the same. You know, is a paranormal encounter of some kind. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, so my main interest is the story. Does it have a captivating story? Is there a good history behind it? If it has at least those those two things, you got my attention. Yeah. I think one of my favorite, like, I would call it horror, not so much ghost, but one of my favorite horror shows, and I was so pissed that it was canceled, was Ash vs. Evil Dead. Because I'm Evil Dead trash, too. I'm trash yeah. for pretty much everything you're I just, love. I'm just, just total trash. rubbish. <laughs> total rubbish. <laughs> Uh, I do miss that show. They only did three seasons, and it was so well done. And it had mo- all pretty much all practical effects, barely any CG. And I just... It's fucking Bruce Campbell, man. I just... 
I feel like I'm I was like, so pissed with it was just as bad as when they canceled Constantine. I was like, fuck all. Constantine was a great paranormal, like supernatural TV show, and NBC just. Was there a movie it. about that? Did I watch it? Yeah, it has Keanu Reeves in. I, I hate, saw that. I did not like the movie. I watched it because I thought you'd be proud of me, and you're like, the movie sucks. I was like, God <laughs> damn it! Thing, I tried here's to. Thing. Here's the thing. I am so proud of you because at least you watched that. But at the same time, I was very conflicted because I don't like that movie because. I don't like the way that they handled the character because I've read the books and I'm <laughs> I'm not really like strict about the comic thing. I don't care, but I just don't like the movie personally because I don't think Keanu Reeves is a good Constantine. Matt Ryan, the guy who plays him now, is so much better in the role. He fits it like perfectly. I saw um, a really good movie uh, called The Right, and it had um, it has um, Anthony Hopkins in yes, it, doesn't it? Yes, he's I was like right to on the cover his name. <laughs> I was like, Hannibal Lecter, dude. Hannibal Lecter, dude. Um, Thor's dad, Odin. What's his name? And thankfully, you already know because you're an encyclopedia of just strange knowledge. Um, but yeah, it's it's got Anthony Hopkins in it, and it's really interesting. It's about you know, I've hunters. heard really good things about it, and I've never seen it. So like, it's actually really good. Like, I don't normally like horror movies. Like, I know it's really weird because I'm a goth and I'm supposed to like like all this horror movie stuff, but I'm really not into horror. Well, it's movies like a lot of goths all. don't like taxidermy. Like, actual, like, real taxidermy. They're very, some goss are very stingent about it, from what I've heard. Um, but I, I feel thing. like I'm kind of numb to horror movies. Like, nothing scares me except for jump scares. And it's mainly jump scares scare me because of my anxiety. Mm. It's like, but nothing scares me, really. Like, I don't get nightmares from watching horror movies. I don't. I don't get, I don't get upset from watching them. It's like, I just feel really numb to it. I think it's because, from, like, the real news is scarier well, than well, anything I was just about to say. If you want to mention movies... Me for horror movies, I guess, just aren't my thing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you're going to touch on that on a minute, because I'm one of those movie watchers. I've usually never really been into movies when it comes to horror, because I've gotten to the point where I can't see past the cash grab side of it. Mm -hmm. Um, At the same time, if I'm going to movies to watch a movie... For me, I want to have a good time. Exactly. Yes. I, wa- I want to go to the movies to have a good time. That's not be scared shitless. Yeah, and not like, to just sit I don't want shaking. to have an anxiety attack <laughs> over going to the movies. And then I'm there's not me. about that. Thank no, you. thank you. If I'm going to go to a movie, I want to have fun going to the movies, watching what I'm watching. What I'm wa- wa- watching, what I'm watching. You get know, this I, man like, a drink. He understands I, 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 me. Like, I get it. People like hor- People like horror films? That's fine. But at this point, they're a cash grab nowadays. Mm. Like there will always to... be horror movies coming out every single year. Yeah, if I had to choose between like going and seeing like Wreck It Ralph or seeing the new Halloween movie, I'd choose Wreck It Ralph. Most, <laughs> like... well, well, most people would see the Halloween movie because of because of the, the nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd still see Wreck It Ralph every time. Exactly. <laughs> It's like, as much as I want to see Halloween and I want to be a part of that, it's like, in theaters, I'd rather see something, if I'm paying for it, I don't want to have an anxiety attack in public. Because, like, I'm the kind of person who's like, if I'm taking medication, my medication, like, one of my biggest side effects of my medication is I get anxiety. So it's like, I went to see the Hunger Games and had to walk out of the last Hunger Games movie three times because my anxiety, 
sent me into an actual panic attack. And this wasn't even a scary movie. And it's like, but I'm not scared of it. It's just my anxiety, for some reason, my body is like, nope, you gotta, you gotta have an anxiety attack right now. But my brain is like, no, this isn't scary. You know, so I get that. I totally get that. Hi. And then there's me. And then there's Kat. And then there's you. you know, there's the flip side of the coin who relish in it. I love my horror movies. And that's fine. I mean, it's like, it's... It's it's like there's people out there who like don't like like Star Wars. And then there's people out there who would die for Star Wars. <laughs> people who die for Star Wars are weird. The Star Wars <laughs> fandom is is dark. But porgs. <laughs> but then porgs. porgs. I've actually never seen the whole Star Wars thing. I've seen one of I, have, I haven't seen any what of the it? new ones. I haven't seen any of them, period. What is it, guys? Is it like a trilogy? No, it's more than a trilogy. It's like there's eight, like, right? It's an octil- At the moment, there's octil- like eight. I think you made that word up. or something like that? <laughs> I think that's Anyway, that back to the horror movie thing. Yeah, I kind of... My whole collection at home, except for like a few movies, like I have Men in Black, I have Ghostbusters, I have some Monty Python, and I have like some goofy stuff like Briscoe County Jr., which is like a sci-fi western with Bruce Campbell in it. <laughs> It's so fucking funny. Okay. And then I have, like, Daria, the cartoon, because I relate to that on a spiritual level. But 90% of, 95% of my home collection is horror. It's I, like, I'm trying to get more into horror just so it's like, I you have can me understand what you're talking about and stuff, because it's like, I really do want to, like, be able to share that with you, because I know it's such a big part of who you are. The reason, here's like, the thing for me, for the reason it's such a big part of my life is because just as I was getting into horror, like, reading Stephen King books, watching, like, his, the movie, Stephen King is what got me into horror, like, big time. I read Carrie, fell in love with it, and I was like, I want to read more, and then Carrie was the first proper horror movie I saw. Like, I had seen Beetlejuice before that, but that's not really scary. It's good. It, when I was a kid, it was, because the sandworms freaked me out. But when I grew up, I was like, this isn't scary, this is funny. Like, Tim Burton was my first time to, like, spooky, but horror was, like, Carrie. Classic, original Carrie, Sissy Spacek, Piper Laurie, that whole jazz. But around the time I was getting into horror, it was about 2010, I was in high school, and then my grandmother passed away. And then I really dove into it because I found it to be kind of therapeutic. And I watched even more of it after my cousin died. Because and it's like on a level you were trying to understand. I was I trying to understand my pain, and the only way I knew how was to bury myself in these horrific, like, gory movies. Things that showed you it could be worse. Exactly. My mentality, and I've written about this on my blog, shameless plug, um, but I've written about this where um, I might be having a bad day and things might be shit now, but at least I'm not the bitch getting her arms chopped off with a chainsaw. <laughs> At least I'm not Ash Williams in the cabin getting tormented by demons. At least I'm not Angela Franklin getting possessed. Although, now that doesn't count. She kind of relished in her possession. She set her hands on fire and danced weirdly to fucking Bauhaus. I, I, get I need that. to show you that movie. You'll appreciate it for the. I love how like we're like we're both two different sides of the goth spectrum. Like you are the horror movie goth, and I'm more of like the the paranormal aliens goth. But we go like, together yeah. so well. <laughs> our friendship is based on our mutual gothness, but also the goth things that make us 
different. Different, yeah. Because I'm super into the horror and the true crime and the weird, goofy stuff. But then And I'm into the aliens and the 80s and the 70s music. I would listen to the Smiths every day until the day I die and I be will, like, okay with it. I will listen to Typo Negative and Voltaire until I die. <laughs> I said Voltaire! And it's like, I kind of don't like Typo, but I appreciate everything they've done for the Clearly you don't world. like Typo if you use fucking October Rust as an ice scraper! I did. I was desperate. It was winter. At least the CD wasn't in it. I'm so a it's god. Fine. I'm not made for this weather. None of us are. My hands are so fucking dry right now. Oh, it's awful. But anyway, We're back reverting to, the- to our reptilian kind. <laughs> <laughs> back to the horror thing. Funny fact: Typo had a lot of songs on a bunch of different movie soundtracks. One of them, Freddy vs. Jason. Ooh. Yeah, and I can show you real quick on my iPad. Like that's the kind of horror movies I like. Is I like I like like Freddy. I like uh, Freddy is my Jason. shit. I like them. I don't like Michael Myers. I, I hate him. Oh, and it also really irks me that he go- his name is Michael Myers, just like Shrek, and that uh, that has always bothered me on a certain level. <laughs> and it's like I'm into like those kind of things, but it's like I yeah. tried to get into Saw. I tried to get into The Grudge, stuff like that. You know, like those famous ones, like growing up. But I just couldn't. I was just like these. Are so I'm not bad. actually really a Saw fan. Although side note on that end, uh, I'm pretty sure his typo negative had. Yep, they had Dead Again. On that. That was like one of the. Because that was the last album they released before Peter Steele died, and that was one of their songs. But they had. I know Queen of the Damned with the Vampire Lestat has like Static X on it, and I love it. Yes. (laughs) I have that soundtrack on here too. But um, I I just pulled up the soundtrack on my iPad for Freddy vs. Jason. The song that Typo Negative had was We Were Electrocuted, which is the last song on the soundtrack. But that soundtrack is strong. I mean, it's got Slipknot, it's got Murder Dolls, it's got Seether and Stone Sour. It's got the Corey Taylor on it. You know it's good. Ooh. No, it's I literally just downloaded it for the soundtrack. Talk like, slip that to me, please. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, queen. Yes, <laughs> murder queen. I love it. <laughs> well, guys, I think regardless of what it is you're into the paranormal, what it is that got you into this, we're glad that you're here. We're glad that you're listening to our podcast. We gl- we're glad that you appreciate our just spooky BS. <laughs> Alright, guys. So, finally, we're gonna wrap this up, because it's been over an hour, and I don't know how long this is gonna be when we cut it down, but it's probably about 40 minutes. I'm so glad we finally got to do time. this episode, though. I'm so glad. You've been bottling this up for a while. You have she no has. fucking idea. She's just like, I just want to record the podcast. I just want- Can we do the Paranormal Podcast? Can we Can we do the one on TV shows? I want to talk about pop culture. It's like, yes. Yes, we'll do it. Okay, calm down. Yes, we're there. <laughs> when this has happened, it's over. We'll do another one someday soon. I'll tell you what's gonna happen, though, after oh, we're finished recording this for the night, I'm gonna go crash on Beast Couch and no, you're not gonna be able to move me. I'm gonna be Oh like, yeah. Oh, it's like, we're, our done. fumes are running out. I've been watching Cat and Austin, like, take back tons and tons of soda cans as we're sitting I'm here. dying! And I'm kind of, like, amazed because it's like, if I did that, I'd be dead on the floor, but these two are just, like, they're going to town. They're, they're rocking it. I'm crashing, though. <laughs> like, I'm feeling it hit, so. The struggle is real. Okay. Alright, guys, so thank you for listening to Three Fates Paranormal Podcast. As always, please, please, please check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash 3FPP, which stands for Three Fates Paranormal Podcast. Um, I'm B Reckless. You can find me all over social media. Um, I'm at the B Reckless on everything. Or if you want to read my paranormal, witchy, and mental health rants, you can go on my WordPress at cynicaloldbat.wordpress.com because that's me. I'm cynical. I'm old, and I'm kind of batty. You were so, raised yeah. by bats. I was raised by bats, Voltaire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. And moving on to my right is cat, of course. So yeah, you can find me Twitter, Instagram. 
Uh, Tumblr, before that completely burns down. Carrier pigeon. <laughs> sure, carrier. Carrier bats. It's better for us. Uh, yeah, you can find me all, the reject cat. And again, I also have a WordPress. I use it mostly to rant about comic books and horror nights and all that jazz. I'll, I update it when I feel like it. It's musings of a goth nerd. And also, I have an art page, Catmails and Designs. I also have an Instagram for that, too. But it's on Facebook, mostly, so... And DeviantArt. I have prints for sale, please. <laughs> Buy a print, give it back its wings. They already have wings. <laughs> we'll let one free. <laughs> but yes. About a home. And now, Austin. I got nothing, but I do I, have plans to eventually get a YouTube channel going. I do eventually have plans to get uh, possibly an Instagram going. Trust me. It'll be sooner rather than later. Cause if, so help me God, if I have to grab his phone and download Instagram onto his phone, I'll do it. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll we're get gonna there we're eventually. gonna throw him we'll, out. Of we'll the get nest. there eventually, and once we do, you'll hear it from us. Oh yeah, yuppers! All right, guys. Until next time, be nice to each other and stay spooky, babes. Have a good night. Good night. Three Things Paranormal Podcast, where we cut the thread between the living and the dead. 